Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome Thursday edition of the Two Guys in a Mic show here on the TalkZone.com. Big Dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Lots to talk about today from the NBA to the NFL to MLB. we got letters all over the place. What the heck? USC and UCLA and U of I. And we'll just do an abbreviation in letters the entire show. But uh, plenty to talk about. We'll get off the sports page as well. No question about it. Our phone lines are... Uh, open you can join the show you want to be the co-host you are more than welcome to do so in fact if we like your phone call our contracts are semi-expendable it is possible can't promise but entirely possible that you could be hired as the co-host of the show how's that for a temptation to call in uh, we'll talk contract later 888-463-6748 is the nine digits ten digits that you have to call up to get a hold of the big dog and a coach again triple eight Four six three sixty seven forty eight. Other side of the glass. David Olson, producer extraordinaire, the man that has to put up with us on a full time basis. Clearly, a job that uh, very few people would want, but somehow David Olson has agreed to do it for yet another year. I think. I'm not sure if we've signed a contract for another year. Hopefully, that's in the works. But um, what is in the works is the start of the NBA season coming up tomorrow. We got a big weekend of. Uh, College basketball, big dog. I know you're thrilled about the Ohio State's victory yesterday over South Carolina. I got excited, Ohio State against South Carolina, but it was Ohio State against South Carolina Upstate. It's oh, that- <laughs> you know that makes no sense because isn't South Carolina Upstate North Carolina? <laughs> I got totally confused when I read when I read that. And then when you know, I asked my dad one time when I was younger, I'm like, Dad, why is there an East Carolina? I know we have an Eastern Illinois. But shouldn't there be like an eastern North Carolina and an eastern South Carolina? He's like, no, no, there's a North Carolina and a South Carolina. And I tried to explain it, and he couldn't get it. It's a good point. you understand. Yeah. You understand. Upstate South Carolina. Why is it called North Carolina? It should be called, yeah, North Carolina Southern. Yeah, and speaking yeah, of, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, Coach. Yeah, Northwestern, by the way, it's that time of year for the college basketball teams to schedule these uh, smaller universities, start chalking up the victories. Does not make for great basketball for the viewing public, unfortunately. But we're in the time of year right now. Northwestern tonight, I know you're excited about the fact they're taking on Texas Southern. Losers of five consecutive games, all double-digit losses, Big Dog. Uh, I, I was not aware of this. So <laughs> Shocking. We do have, I think we have a tape of the Texas Southern basketball highlights from this year. For any Northwestern fans out there, we got the tape carted up here. Uh, in a minute, we got it ready. All right, here it is. Highlights so far 2011 Texas Southern basketball. There was a missed layup in there that you didn't have. And that was not a technical difficulty. That actually was the highlight tape thus far at Texas. Said, Let's hope it stays silent for at least one more day so our cats get a victory, big dog. But uh, <laughs> how are you, my friend? Good to talk to you. you got a football Friday coming up tomorrow. Lots to talk about today. Everything good in, uh, in the big dog world? No, no. I, I, everything is not good in the big dog oh, world. Oh, no. I, you sound okay. good. No, no. I, well, I sound good. The, the problem is, though, I am stuck downtown. I, I, I was uh, with Willie the Lilac last night, and I ended up missing trains, and I'm stuck 
in the train station waiting for the 10.30 train to go back. Wow. But as I'm waiting, Coach, I, you know, all is good. I'm extremely happy I'm healthy. But I, I have a little bit of, of complaint going on. I guess somebody broke in my Facebook account yesterday. I heard that. It's not a good thing. Uh, people, like, next thing you know, people are inconvenienced with the fact that somebody gets, like, stuff printed on their walls and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to fix it until I get home today. Just wanted to throw it out there. I got 163 messages combined, if you can, if you count Facebook messages, email messages, and text messages. 163 total being like, Joel, uh, people are putting stuff on my wall. Uh, someone has to your account. Could you please change this? You know, I find it funny. I get 163 messages when people are inconvenienced that someone is hacked into my account. Mm-hmm. But I can put stuff up being like, hey, I meet with Warner Brothers, the television <laughs> company, tomorrow. Zero. And everybody check out this on my wall and just at least, like, click on it. And I get one person being like, that was cool, Joel. <laughs> yeah, but when people are inconvenienced that my head. My Facebook account gets hacked into everybody. Hey, 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 they're putting stuff on my wall. I'm really sorry, everyone. Okay, so, and I am a little PO'd by it. Seriously, Coach. How many times I put up stuff being like, hey, I'm meeting with Warner Brothers tomorrow. I'm meeting with the WB. Nobody puts anything up. My Facebook account gets hacked into 163 messages. Seriously. Last night, I'm with my girlfriend. She's like, what, are you a pimp? Why are you getting so many? I mean, it was like, it would not stop. It was like, bing, beep, beep. I'm like, no, I'm not a pimp or a drug dealer, believe it or not. I'm just a guy that got my Facebook account hacked into, and everybody wants to let me know about it. So thank you, everyone. Well, to be truthful, the way you probably got hacked is you probably clicked on something on Facebook that you shouldn't have clicked on. And that's how you you got hacked. Well, that's a different story. No, 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 no. You're no. I am. Now we're getting into the 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 reasoning of it, but it is pretty humorous irony, humorous slash sad irony that. You know, any big moments you got, you list on Facebook, you get one response, and then, you know, a little bit of negative, all of a sudden everybody's climbing in. But Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that, yeah. that was my point. And, yeah. and I do appreciate I'm not ripping on 163 messages, okay? And to be honest with you, the first thing David Olson told me is, like, hey, you know, when I called, he's like, hey, you know, and I do appreciate I'm not ripping. I just find it ironic, like you're saying, Coach, that when I really do have something yeah. on there, nobody tells me about it. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Any of those hey, 106. I'll, I'll click on it just so people at WB realize that people might like this. No, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get that at all. <laughs> um, any chance Cinemax Cindy was part of the 163 responses? Uh, believe it or not, no, no. Cinemax Cindy has not been uh, recently. How about Hanging Low Harry? Um. One of our. You probably. No, I, I have not gotten a message uh, from him. Disappointing. All right, now let's get back to David's uh, secondary point here, and that is for the technologically inefficient like myself, and possibly you for a smaller part, how do you get hacked? How does it happen? What, what, do, you, what do you mean you sent out? It's, it's, it's very simple. You know what? If you leave. Just well, it's not that leave simple. I don't understand. Open, it. Coach, just that you leave your computer open. Okay. Okay. What happens is there are people with servers all over the world, okay? And there's probably a 50-50 chance it happened from someone in China, believe it or not. I'm not kidding you. That's where almost all the hacking goes on in the world. So what happens is, so you, you leave your computer on, you're on Facebook, and then you walk away and you make so, an egg sandwich, and you left your computer on and open. And what happens is I might have clicked on something earlier, so now somebody has access to my computer, okay, because I clicked on a certain site. So what happens is they send spiders into the computer. They take control of my computer when I'm not on it because they realize, hey, this person has left their computer open for four hours and has not done anything on it, so obviously they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. They take over your computer, and now they're in your Facebook account, and there's no way they can figure out my account. Coach. My, my 
my my password. Uh, I'm not giving anything away here. My password is just symbol, but I have memorized the order of everything. So mm-hmm. there's no way they could have figured out my password. You can't even look at it and say, "Oh, that's a password." You know what I mean? It just looks like the regular code. So as long as you're on the Facebook page, if they tried to do something, you would see them doing it, and you could delete it. But if you leave, if you walk away, leave the Facebook page open. It is open. Uh, you're vulnerable to the. Uh, the virus, people, shall we say. There are people that just look for Facebook accounts that are open on the Internet that have not done anything on okay. for hours. And then I, I was hacked in a year ago, and it was the same exact thing. And I swear to you, for a year, I would always log out, immediately log out. Uh-huh. And I forgot to do it yesterday. And so I'm in the city while my I'm at, at home, my computer's open for till, till right now. It's still open. So I, I basically have to text message Claudia and be like, please turn my computer off. Right, so the lesson for all the young kids out there, actually, it's not the young kids because the young kids Everyone. realize, in this case, lesson for all the older folks, technically inefficient like myself, don't leave the computer open, especially with the Facebook page, and walk away for two or three hours or spend the night downtown and leave your computer open. That's not a good thing. Let me ask you this. what? There's no financial benefit, so what is the what is the thrill, what's the benefit of hacking into someone's account? Well, there, there, well, here's what happens, Coach, and, and I'm glad you said this, and everybody could be mad at me and be like, oh, Joel, it's your fault, but this happened. I'm not the only one this has ever happened to. What happens now is everybody that is one of my friends, yeah. any personal information that they allow other people to see is now part of whoever just hacked into my account. So right now, if you put on there, oh, this is my email address, this is how you, this is how you access me, which everybody that, like us that wants to get our name out is doing, what ends up happening is now there's some guy... A 50-50 chance that whoever did this is a male in China, and then he's about 20 years old. Okay, he now has everybody's information on, of my friend, and now they can send you stuff via your email, and all of a okay. sudden, you know what I'm saying? You get these weird emails, and it's just something to click on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. Well, now everybody that has listed their email address in my Facebook is going to get a, a message from somebody being like, hey, you got to see how funny this is. Mm-hmm. And every time they click on something... It goes right to their page, and now they can sell their page to somebody okay. else. Being like, "Hey, look, I, I get two thousand clicks a day," and people are like, "Oh, that's not bad. I, yeah, I'll be more than happy to give you a hundred bucks a month for advertising on okay. your site." That, okay. That's how it becomes monetary. Now, code. if we click on to one of those, do we then immediately get the virus as well, or do they just no, no, get our? Ninety-nine percent of the stuff on Facebook is going to be legit. The problem is, you'll see something that looks really funny. Mm-hmm. You click on it, and next thing you know, some guy has access to your account, and if you leave. Facebook, next thing you know, people are using your Facebook account like it's you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and just that's why, like, whatever information you have on Facebook, you've got to realize that people that aren't your friends could find this stuff out, so you've got to be extremely careful what information you put out there in Facebook. Like, like I give my email address, I really could care less. I really do. If someone takes my email address, what are they going to do? But everything else, I don't have anything on there. As a matter of fact, everything is wrong that I list on, like, everything. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite. Like for occupation, I put freelance dancer. You know what I mean? I'm not an exotic dancer, coach. You know what I'm saying? People crack up. They they read this. My mom's like, she read this stuff. She's like, oh my goodness. She's like, the only thing you have on here is honestly your email address, and it's Joel Redwanski at Yahoo. Go right ahead, you Yahoos, if you want to email me something bad. I, I just I, I'm just a little perturbed by because it, it is a little bit of uh, I feel bad about myself. I'm mad at myself because it never should have happened, and I knew. I was susceptible to this, and yet I mm-hmm. forgot to turn Facebook off. Yeah, yesterday. you still you still feel violated Violation. to some extent. It's an invasion of property. Someone you don't know sneaking in and getting some information on you and your friends. There's still that 
violation factor, I would think, Big Dog. I, I, it hasn't happened to me that I know of, but am I putting that in the proper perspective? There's a little bit of that feeling? Well, you might be surprised. You probably always log out. I don't know how your, your computer uh, accesses at your house, okay? But I, I'm pretty sure that you have, if you share computers with people, you always log out, don't you? And it, it makes it a lot easier. I have my own computer, and I forget to log out. And that's as simple as that. That's, when I was on other people's computers, I never forgot to log out. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, you know, we say our show uh, at times not only uh, hopefully somewhat entertaining, but we try to be informational as well, Big Dog. I don't think we are informational for the most part, but that was some good solid information there for those of us that are not as uh, knowledgeable on that particular thing. Thank you for clearing that up. I know it's unfortunate for you, but in your uh, semi-demise, you've benefited some of the rest of us. I hope you can take some solace in that. Well, it's, I do. I am glad that you let it get off my chest. The simple fact that I, people complaining to me when I was like, "Why didn't Why have you ever clicked on anything else I've ever had on the page?" So uh, I, I'm glad you let it get off my chest. And by the way, just to let you know, yesterday I went to a Christmas party, an office Christmas party for my work, water riders. You know, I get the tours on town. Yep. And I was there was not one Christian at all at this office party. It was unbelievable, Coach. I had Buddhists. Jews, agnostics, atheists, <laughs> Muslims, and the Christmas party, which we all called it a Christmas party, not a holiday party. Not one person was a believer in Jesus Christ at the whole place. I found it kind of ironic. A Christmas party, and not one Christian. Just throwing it out there. Just, yeah. I've had a very unique last 24 hours. Yeah, you use the word Christmas, it, you know, beyond the religious tone. It's, it's an American holiday. I think one of the most over rated arguments of the uh, distant right, the far right, whatever the hell you want to call them, is this whole controversy now and, you know, that, oh, you know, everybody's getting so politically correct, you got to call it a holiday this and a holiday that, and, you know, we can't use Christmas anymore. You know, please, that, that argument, you know, for... No, no, hold on. You're blaming the far right for Well, I, I guess... You know, no, 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 hold up. It, it's so funny because I'm neither, okay? And I know you're like this liberal, but it's the liberals that have the problem with calling it Christmas. Don't blame the conservatives. On well, it. no, okay. I, I will blame. Sure get on your high horse, but let's be real about it, okay? It's people... I don't think it's right to celebrate Christmas. It is the, it's, no, it's not the far right. During the far right's upset that you can't call it Christmas, Okay. Right, and I think the uh, and, and I will blame the far right, but uh, in addition to that, I think there is some blame on both sides. You are right, but the fact that some you know cities or you know to be politically correct are calling them holiday gather, that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's an understanding that it's not just Christmas. Now, I could argue the other side of it. Your point to it, hey, by calling it Christmas, it's you know, hey, it's you know, one size fits all. It's kind of a, like just you described your office party yesterday. It's a Christmas celebration. Okay, I can understand that point, but I can also understand the concept of calling it a holiday party and not a Christmas party because there are a bunch of different religions and technically Christmas is for the Christian religion and for the people of the far right. For the hardcore Christians to get upset with that, I think, is, is even more nauseous than the, the far-left people who maybe are over-complaining too, Big Dog, because, all right, the, the theory behind it is a good theory. And, in fact, if you look at the Christian religion and what it theoretically professes to, you know, including mankind, being kind to others and, you know, appreciating everybody's uh, beliefs and stuff like that, I think that's all part of the Christian religion. Well, that's yep. exactly what... what Part of the reason is for calling it a holiday parade and not a Christian parade. So we're taking some of your beliefs and we're putting it in action. So shut your mouths on both ends of the scale, I would say. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, the, the 
they have their own issue for the simple fact that, you know, it is about, uh, they do say treat others like you want to be treated and all that, but they also have the, there is only one guy, and if you believe in any other guy, you're wrong, basically. They, they have basically have that feeling. But I do know this, one of my favorite people on the planet is Jewish, and uh, Thank you. he threw one of the best Christmas parties, and uh, it wasn't you, oh. even though you are one of my favorite people on the planet, <laughs> Coach, I will say that. But all I know is uh, one of my favorite people on the planet is Jewish, and he got me as drunk as possible last night, and, and in the middle of it, he just looked at me, he's like, man, I love Christmas. And he's like, thank you so much for the work you did for me this year. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And I was like, That's, this is exactly what it's about. You know what I mean? This is, and, and I have no problem calling it a Christmas party, even though I'm not Christian yeah. and everything else. So, well, you're, you you're, you're preaching to the choir here because I grew up in a Jewish family. Now, we didn't. We were very uh, reformed, very low key, but nevertheless, my dad, you know, was Jewish and you know part of the Jewish community and stuff like that. And we celebrated Christmas as a regular event, um, not you know necessarily the religious aspect, but we had the Christmas trees, Christmas morning, the presents, Santa Claus, the whole bit. And of course, growing up as a kid, I didn't realize. I just thought that was normal. Now, as I look back on it in my 20s, 30s, 40s, and sadly my 50s, and I look back on what we did, a Jewish family celebrating Christmas, kind of unique. But uh, So you're preaching to the choir here because I actually lived a little bit with what you're talking about, Big Dumb. Yeah, and, and I will want to say is, you know, it, it goes, it's not just the Jews, because I'm dating a Buddhist right now, okay? And, and I basically asked, hey, do you celebrate Christmas? And she's like, I accept presents and gifts. So, yeah, so it made sense to me right then. It all added up. Mm-hmm. If someone's willing to give you something, you celebrate Christmas. But if you actually have to be the one who buys the presents, <laughs> you don't celebrate Christmas yeah. as much unless you have money. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. It's actually I, I just, it's a correct theory, too. Now, people do want to send you a holiday gift, Big Dog, Christmas gift, whatever it might be. Some of our listeners, uh, you know, appreciative of your one hour a day, giving them a little joy into their lives. Uh, hopefully it's a positive present. You never know what you might get, Hope you know. Listen and see if you hear any tick, tick, ticking first. But if people, uh, can they email in? How would they get your address if they want to send the big dog a gift? Oh, yeah. You can just email me at hotmail at hotmail.com. Okay? <laughs> Come on. on that, that thing hasn't been activated for years. No, I, 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 I'm, at least once a month I check it. And it's no, no one's given that one up. I swear to you, whoever <laughs> has that is not giving it up. And, uh. No, no, come on! I'm not going to get a gift from you. I, I, trust okay. me, I'm I'm gifted enough, Coach. I can't really explain to you how good my like life that. is right now, I even like though that. I have no money and no friends and mm-hmm. no Facebook page control. I still have a great life right now. And, and no car either. Don't forget. Yeah, no, or license. Yeah. What do you mean, no friends? You got lots That's of friends. True. I have plenty of friends. I thought you said no. I was just messing around. I, I okay. was just trying. I was trying to yeah. like act yeah. like poor me. Yeah. I, no I job. Really no set job. No money. No car. But plenty of friends. So you know. <laughs> good. Well, that's a that, hey. If you're going to have one of the four, that's probably the most important of the four. Yeah, All right. Uh, by the way, you want to chime in on the uh, holiday versus Christmas uh, reaction again? I, I I kind of fire on both ends of it, more so on the right. But I can see what you're talking about on the left, too. But if you want to uh, chime in on that particular conversation, more than happy to jive with you. 888-463-6748, 888 We'll spar a little bit and partake in the uh, the ring, if you will. Yes, Big Dog. Just to let you know, I, I worked in retail for years. You, you know that. Like, and it was up until two thousand. Well, actually, I worked at Valley, so it was, that's extremely. You know, that's still uh, that's still retail. When I worked at Valley, I worked in Morton Grove, which had a really huge collective of Christians, Muslims, you know, and Buddhists, Jews. Every you know, so it was funny. I would say, you know, a 
people there, and some people would be like, yeah, you can say Christmas, and they'd be, like, mad about it. And then other people, you know, they'd be like, hey, Merry Christmas, and they're like, I'm Jewish. Oh, you know come I mean? on. Like, I, yeah, I'm not kidding you. Still. Just, and you know, if somebody says person. Merry Christmas to you and you happen to be Jewish or another religion, don't just, just you know, say well, right back to them, hey, thanks, man, happy holidays to you, too. That's now, all. When, I, when I worked at, like, Verizon or Nordstrom, I would say that, nobody would ever correct me. But it was funny, because I worked at Valley, they would see these people every day. So they felt more have to actually talk to me. Do you know what I mean? When I worked at Verizon and I said happy holidays to somebody, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would notice, like, every once in a while, they were like, you can say it. They wouldn't say anything. But when I worked at Valley, too, like, I see you every day. You know I'm a Jew. <laughs> so it just, I don't know. It, just, <laughs> it, it really does depend on where you're at and, and who you talk to. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that we got that particular issue settled, again, you want to uh, chime in on it, 888-463-6748. By the way, if you want more of that, you can uh, tune in, I believe, 8 o'clock tonight on Fox, the 37th edition of your Republican Debates, Big Dog. I don't think you'll be watching. I'm actually hosting a little neighborhood holiday party today, but I might, uh, so I'll have to tape the debates. And uh-huh. probably watch, what's, what's sicker, watching the Republican Debates, the 37th edition, 5.30 tomorrow morning, or was it sicker watching North Carolina play, um, what was the soccer championship? North Carolina against Charlotte for the NCAA yeah, Men's Charlotte. Soccer Championship, watching the second half at 5.30 in the morning. Both of them probably call for seeking some kind of psychological help, big dog, but between the two, which one cries out for help more? Uh, I, I got to tell you, you got to look at the whole your whole life and take it into perspective, Coach. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to do that. I'm, for the simple fact that you're not going to vote for any of those people that are Republican, I would have to say that that's a little no, I find it, uh, you know, what, like our goal for our show. I do find it informative. I do learn a little bit from it. And I find it definitely entertaining to watch these guys go after each other. In kind of a sick way, you got the whole auto racing theory that, you know, you're waiting for the car crash. That's definitely part of it. You're waiting to see who makes a blunder on stage that could cost them their political career. Sad, but true. That's actually part of the draw. And let me just say, not that I like in particular any of these Republican candidates, but for all the candidates up there in the debate, it's easy for yahoos like us and the media people to criticize. Oh, you know, he forgot this. He messed up on this. How could he say this? I, I look at it the other way. I'm amazed. And again, I don't necessarily agree with their issues, Big Dog. But I'm amazed at these people that run for president. And the amount of speeches they give and the pressure they're under, knowing that, you know, one blunder at any particular time is going to be printed all over Facebook, text, magazines, newspaper, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they are constantly answering questions, dealing with the public in the case of the debates, standing behind a podium. They don't get the questions beforehand. You know, they get uh-huh. the question right at them, you know, 15 million people on TV watching and waiting for their response. I think it's amazing how well they do keeping their composure and handling the question. So that's a different aspect. No, no, it is pretty incredible that how well those guys do on those debates. But you really can't say they don't get the questions beforehand. There's probably only like 100 questions that could possibly be asked. Yeah, true. But but then again, I will admit that these when these politicians go up and they get taught, they're like, okay, well, if Rick Perry is asked this question first, you have to respond like this. But if Ron Paul is asked the question mm-hmm. first, you're going to have to respond like this. But it's basically the same thing, but you're just going to have to emphasize something different. I mean, yeah. So not only is it each question, it's like who 
was, you know, it was where you asked first. You know, I mean, it's all that stuff that's thrown into it. It's really amazing. Sim- similar to, it's not that much different than a quarterback sitting down with the O coordinator, a QB coach, and going over some of the different defenses. You know, if you see this defense, we got to shift into this offense. Uh, so there's some similarities there. And then the other aspect of it as the coach of the politician, Big Dog, you want to give them those adjustments, but you got to handle them right, too, because if you give them too much information, it can be overdrive, and, and you know, and they could uh, pop an electric switch right in the middle of the debate. Yeah, and you're exactly right. You also, like, if we're a quarterback and a coordinator as opposed to, like, a politician and their campaign manager, they have 500 plays going into a game. Yep. Okay, and they're only going to use 50 of them. Mm-hmm. Just like you have to know 100 different crazy questions, and you're only going to be asked two of them. So you basically had to know 98 things inside and out that you never were going to have to know the rest of your life. You could just forget it when the night is over with. As you were describing that, I'm trying to picture the Republican candidates if I had to put them on a, a football field. Uh-huh. You know, who would be the QB? Who would be wide receiver? Middle? I think I'd go Herbert Kane as the outside linebacker. Uh, actually, Herbert the, Kane? The extremely outside linebacker. Okay. You might have to go Mitt Romney at QB. Newt really? Gingrich, I picture Newt Gingrich like at the guards position. Holding, clawing, kicking in the groin, all the stuff you get away with and the referee can't see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't take this the wrong way, but I'm going to put Michelle Bachman out at wide receiver. I would take that the wrong way, Coach. Yeah, you probably would. That's what I do. I yeah. take things the wrong way. John Huntsman would be my slot back all-purpose guy. Ron Paul, short yardage? You got to get over the goal line? You give it to a Ron Paul, or is he more your kick and punt returner? No, uh, he actually makes sense to me. He's the only one, and people actually, he talks common sense, and he's the most ridiculed of all the people on that side. Yep. And it, 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 it disgusts me, to be quite honest with you. Coach. Yeah, he's got, he's got a few out-there opinions, but for the most part, you're absolutely right. He uh, He's straightforward, tells it like it is, and a lot of the times. And, and, and he's going to win Iowa. Ron Paul? He's going to win Iowa. What, what do you, 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 think, you think things are crazy now? Yeah. It's going to get nuts. I don't know about that. Because Ron Paul's going to win Iowa, Gingrich will win South Carolina, and Romney's going to win New Hampshire. And then Yes, Big Dog. What's so out there about his belief? I don't know what's so out there about accountability and people like uh, he, he doesn't care if uh, uh, he doesn't want any aid to people. I mean, it's about maybe we should start doing this in the United States instead of bailing out all these massive uh, – corporations that run themselves in the ground because they've made deals with uh, our politicians. Why don't we just let them, why don't we just let it burn? You know, I'm trying to picture in my head. He's got some definite, uh, on the social issues in the country, some definitely semi-ultra-conservative viewpoints that I disagree with. And, I'm, you know, here I am, you know, criticizing the I can't even come up with them now. But It's funny. People, some people see it ultra-conservative, and I actually see it as it's, it's actually kind of liberal. You think about the fact that maybe we should think a little bit different than what we've been doing the last hundred years in this mm-hmm. society. Uh, I, uh, the, only, the, only, the only politician that's on either side that I can really relate to is, is Ron Paul, the only one. Interesting. Now, what do you think? Would you agree uh, he's got at least got a chance, David Olson? Shocking the vast two guys in a mic public, and maybe some of our listeners out in the Iowa area. Who knows? They have computers out in Iowa, right, Big Dill? Uh, believe it or not, yes, that's the okay. only way they can actually talk so, to each other. So, you know, other. you never know. Stranger things have happened. We could be heard uh, by some farmer right now taking a break from milking the cows and 
they're almost done for the day, Coach. Ten, yeah. 10 o'clock in Iowa. Yeah. yeah. He might be logging into the two guys in a mic show right now. We're all about the farmer. We're all about the country. But uh, so you, you think Ron Paul's got a chance to win in Iowa as well? No, I, I, I don't think so, to be quite honest with you. The only chance that he actually, I think, has is just the simple fact that uh, so many people want something different what's going on in the United yep. States. Now, he's the most outside the box with everybody else. When I look at those Republicans and Democrats, they look exactly the same to me besides Ron Paul. Interesting. And okay. he's the only one willing to, hey, why, do we, why should we bail out these corporations? If mm-hmm. they're not, why should we give money to people that are failing? And everybody, oh, it's, it'll save jobs. Yeah, it hurts now, but in the long run, it's like pulling the band aid off. I, I honestly believe that. And as someone mm-hmm. that has no money and no job, I would rather have uh, these corporations fail than have them propped up by our government and all of a sudden. You know, they're getting all this basically free money handed out. And okay. instead of it actually uh, helping the company, all that's happening is people that are on up top that have made this company fail in the first spot are just giving up the money together. Mm-hmm. Uh, each one of these corporate bailouts, basically, that's what's happened. And it wasn't just Obama that did this. It was the previous Bush that was in office. Another, both Our last two presidents are so bad, I can't even explain mm-hmm. it, Coach. And, 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 and it's not going to help because whoever gets elected, whether it's Mitt Romney, whether it's, uh, whether it's re-election or Barack Obama, we're going to be stuck in the same exact situation. By the way, for anyone uh, tuning into the show, the Big Dog, if we could paint a picture for you. uh, In route from downtown location to his house, he's co-hosting the show. Not very often we get to say this, but co-hosting a show from a train station indoor waiting room. Is that correct? No, right now I'm actually in the train right now. On the train. Waiting for the 1030 to leave. I didn't want this to happen, Coach. I I just missed the 830 and didn't realize that there was a night. Trying to paint a picture for our listeners out there. That is uh, outstanding. Big deal. You were already in line for a Christmas slash holiday award from the two guys in a mic show. The fact that you're still co-hosting, even under these kind of adverse conditions, that might, uh, similar to Robert Griffin's touchdown pass again, to beat, what team was it? Texas. To beat Oklahoma. That, today's performance might be the one to put you over the top to get some kind of an award at the end of the year. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. I, I would have to say I'm, ex- I'm an extremely happy person right now, even though I seem like I'm a little upset yeah. and I'm kind of complaining. I, I really can't tell you how this might be the lowest point I've been at, but yet I've never seen my life better than I do right now at this Beautiful. moment. Love the attitude. Love the positive attitude. By the way, we got an email from uh, Hanging Low Harry in uh, Huntley. Thank you, Hanging Low. He said, would you guys, two guys please shut up and talk some sports? So uh, maybe we should... Sneak a little bit of that in. We appreciate the hanging low, Harry. Obviously, not mincing words, big dog. But uh, we got a football Friday coming up tomorrow, so I do want to uh, definitely talk some football. But there's a little news and notes uh, in the world of sports that we do got to get to. One is the fact that in the NBA exhibition game start tomorrow, in a big trade yesterday, Chris Paul now part of the LA Clippers. The Clippers get three players back and a first round draft choice, but the LA Clippers. All of a sudden, becoming the Florida Marlins of the NBA, big dog, and they're picking up some big players. Corey uh, Billups, Chauncey Billups, I think Karan Butler, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's not bad. So they got Billups, they got Butler, they got Chris Paul, and a gentleman named Blake Griffin, who might be one of the most exciting players in the NBA. All of a sudden, the Clippers are sexy. If, if there was, If there's ever a point guard in the NBA that could play a two-guard not just for the simple fact of uh, of being able to shoot the ball, but being able to play without the ball anymore to just whatever it takes for the team to win. It's Chauncey Billups. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that, Coach? That of how many point guards in the league could play with Chris Paul? I, there's not many of them you know, that you could actually put out on the floor together and have them not sulk that they're not handling the ball all the time. 
That's that's the key. If he's got his mind right, which uh-huh. I'm assuming he will have, and he doesn't have to be the star. He's you know in the downside of the prime of his career, but he'd still like to win a championship. If his mind is right, you're exactly right, Big Dog. He's a perfect complement to play yeah. uh, alongside the electrifying Chris Paul. And then you know, and you you could always have a legitimate, awesome point guard on the floor at all times for your team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like as soon as Chris Paul needs a break. Chauncey Bills moves over to the one, and next you know he's dishing out balls to Blake Griffin to go tonk over everybody. Yeah, Blake Griffin. By the way, we you know we don't get to see a whole lot of L.A. Clipper basketball. Any NBA fans out there? It's about that time. Believe it or not, I know a lot of people have kind of dropped off the wagon a little bit, but uh, we'll see how many people hop back on. NBA eight 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 four six three six seven four eight polls in Indiana open up tomorrow. But Blake Griffin might be. I'm not going to say he's the best. Player in the NBA, big dog, but along with Derrick Rose, would you say he and Rose are the two most exciting players to watch? Yeah, that, that's, you're probably right. Cause consider this, Coach. Uh, there's 56 games this year, okay? The Heat have 41 nationally televised. The Lakers have 35 nationally televised. The Bulls have 36. The Los Angeles Clippers have 31 games this year nationally televised out of their 66. The previous 10 years have less than 30 combined nationally televised games. Think about that, Coach. Yeah, I am thinking about more, it. It's disgusting. They have more this year in a 66-game schedule than they have the last 10 years. That's how exciting Blake Griffin is for the NBA. Yeah. You, could, you couldn't be more right about what you just said. But I, I don't like the fact they keep putting the same teams on all over again. And, you know, I know it's probably they're giving the most of the public what they want, but those are just your regular NBA fans. You know, you're trying to bring in some new fans, you know, that – Put some other cities out a little bit. I don't like, personally, the fact that, you know, you see the Lakers and the Celtics and the Knicks and the Bulls, you know, 30. I mean, that's ridiculous. Half your games, half of them are on national TV. And more than half, uh, yeah. 36 to the 66. Yeah. So, yeah. Not a big fan. I would imagine Oklahoma City, I'm going to guess, is up in numbers also. They're a pretty attractive team. Yeah, they they have a lot. I, I didn't see what they were, but the, the most were the Heat. Lakers, Bulls, and Clippers, believe it or not, mm-hmm. this year. More okay. than the Celtics, more than the Knicks. It's The Clippers have more than all those teams. And let's, let's face it, 100% of the reason is Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, by the way, I'm going to make a quick prediction. The Bulls picking up Richard Hamilton and, and, and uh, releasing or not offering Keith Bogans. I'm going to make a prediction they're going to look back and regret that. I, I, I agree. Ronnie Brewer better step up defensively if they're going to get rid of Keith Pogan. And I, I, everybody, nobody else likes the guy. And uh, the, to be quite honest, that guy was—he did a lot of little things for the Bulls. And you know what? He also was awesome in the playoffs. Everyone. Yeah. So all these people that rip him for averaging five points a game—they did not watch a lot of Bulls basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make sure you watch the Bulls when they're on defense too. You know that's half the game. And Keith Bogans was one hellacious defender. Uh, Jack Ramsey, Dr. Jack Ramsey, uh, he said that Keith Bogan should have been the defensive player of the year in the NBA. So for the low price he's at, the guy hits the spot-up shot, and he's one of your best defenders, and he's a great chemistry guy. Not a big fan of getting rid of him. I think they'll – I hope I'm wrong. I hope Keith Bogan ends out somewhere where he succeeds, but I'm a Bulls fan. But I believe they may live to regret that one. I'm not sure Richard Hamilton's the right fit. Well, no, I, I like Rip. I think he's a nice fit. I, I, did they have to get rid of him? Isn't there a Razul Butler they can cut? Yeah, out of all the guys they can cut on their team, they cut Keith Bogan. That's the guy they don't bring back. Uh, you've just insulted a lot of the Razul Butler fans and the Razul Butler family. 
that uh, on occasion listens to this show, Big Doug. So I, you know, I feel a little bit bad for Rashul Butler. Who's Rashul Butler? Rashul Butler is the off guard that the Bulls had, the number twelve guy in the Bulls. Ah. So like, I, I, between him and Bogans, who are you going to cut? You don't even know who the guy's name is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm with you. They, yeah, they, I'm not happy with uh, Keith Logan getting cut by the Bulls. That's all. All right. Moving right along, we broke the story yesterday, but only uh, tipped on it a little bit. The Chicago Cubs, Tom Ricketts, the owner of the team, they have bought the McDonald's property across from Wrigleyville. I guess they got a couple other properties in the area, too, Big Dog. It seems like the Ricketts are not only uh, buying the Cubs, but they want to also uh, possibly own Wrigleyville. Your thoughts as a longtime avid and passionate Lover of McDonald's and on occasion the Cubs. Yeah, because I haven't actually eaten at McDonald's in the last like eight years. As a matter of fact, the only time I've eaten at McDonald's in the last eight years was at the the McDonald's right next to Wrigley Field, the same one that the Ricketts family family bought. And I was forced to like I was <laughs> I was extremely hungover and I was forced by Triple A Aaron Mishler. And then he dropped me off at your radio station. Coach. So the only time I've eaten McDonald's in the last eight years. And I will tell you something. What's funny is. They bought that McDonald's for a reason, because they haven't won a world championship in 103 years, and it's been proven that if you eat any McDonald's food, the, 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 the oil that they cook it in, which is actually one molecule away from being plastic, will stay in your body for 103 years. What a coincidence. Uh, so, you, so you think they're buying it not to make money with another property idea, but simply to get rid of the fast food so it doesn't destroy some of the players that might stop there right before the game. No, that's not what I meant, but, I'll, but if you think so, yeah, I'll go right ahead with that. I, I thought that was the angle you're going for. No, no, I'm going with the angle that. No, no, I, I was just making fun of the fact that uh, <laughs> it comes every 103 years and McDonald's food will kill you yep. if you eat it. Okay. Dave, make a note, not that we have a lot of sponsors on the show, but uh, feel free to cross off McDonald's Corporation is one of our potential sponsors. Thank you very much. we got a lot of potential sponsors crossed off, Big Dog, in the two years we've been doing the show. You know, the worst commercials on the planet are McDonald's. I mean, are, are they trying to kill African-Americans? Is that what they're doing? Because they obviously all the commercials are geared towards African-Americans. Is that what they're trying to do? Is, do, do, is, do, uh, do, do, do. You think so, Coach? Um, no, I don't. That's not what they're trying to do, but um, it, it seems like that's I think what they're trying to do is, is make money. Now, if the offshoot of it is a, you know, a little denigration of our own personal health, possibly another way to put it is they don't put as much credence into that as they should, but what they're trying to do is make money. Okay, I have no problem with that. Yeah, well, um, I do. You have a problem with people making money? I have a problem with them putting a priority making money at the expense of our health, but, um, yeah. Yeah, as my dad said, there's there's money is not everything, Big Dumb. There's well, I agree pl- with you more. There is, this is what the way he explores, plenty of things you can do without money. You can always, um, well, you can always do... Um, you know, and you can always get uh, – yeah, you're probably right. Money's probably pretty important. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I'm proud to say that my kids, two and five, refuse to eat McDonald's. They think it's disgusting. Yeah, you should be proud of that. Yeah. I mean, you, well, they, we take them to Culver's and the Five Guys, so when they get a McDonald's burger, they're like, oh, this is gross. We don't want this. Yeah. So. What, what's Five Guys? What's that? Oh, oh, yeah, Five Guys. Five Guys is out of this world. Off the it's, yeah. heard of it. Uh, it's a new chain. Uh, it started in the south, and it just really started exploding. Uh, it's these huge burgers. They're freshly made, all natural ingredients. It's 
Oh, cool. Unbelievably good. They give you free peanuts while you're waiting. Free peanuts while you're waiting. French fries. You get the Cajun fries or the regular fries. Fre- fresh cut. Fresh cut French yep. fries. Oh, very good. So yeah, no. they just they just started they're they're popping up everywhere. I, there's got to be one out in Aurora. There's got to be one. Oh, okay, I'm definitely going to look for one. You know, in my in my research for seek and ye shall find, you know, I, I've come across a lot of data recently, and it seems like when they talk about the fattest states in the world or in the United States, almost all of them are down south, which makes sense because if you think every time you name a popular food chain, isn't this true, David Olson? Like you just said, five is from the south. Every Chick-fil-A from the South, Culver from the South. Did you, every, you name any. Actually, no, no, Cal, no, Culver's is from uh, Wisconsin. North. It's right? from Wisconsin. Yeah. It's from Wisconsin. Oh, it is? Oh, that's because of the cheese curds and all that. So they really pushed the cheese and all that stuff up there. So, I, okay, there, I'm wrong. I'm glad I brought it up. I always thought Culver's was a Southern. They just opened thing. a brand new, huge Culver's about four minutes from our house. Now, my dad is not with us anymore, but uh, if he were here, he would, he had an expression for that. He would call that, that's a, that's a five pound. Five pound movement. In other words, the fact that the place moves in is probably going to add five pounds in the next year. Too. They just opened one three blocks from here. Huh? They just opened one three blocks uh, from here. There's one in Morton Grove too. Yeah, there's one in Morton Grove. It's uh, Harlem and uh, Dempster. Yeah, right near Notre Dame High School. Yeah. I'm glad I don't work over there. My Culver's is that. That's that one fast food that I that I will sneak in there and I'll have some of that. That's the only fast food I eat basically. Is Culver's. Mm-hmm. All right, so be a five-pounder for you as well, huh? Yeah. Uh, moving along in our sports notes so we don't get another angry email from Hanglow, Harry, and um, Huntley. And, you know, if we keep getting angry emails, Big Dog, he's going to come down to the studio. And remember, you're not here, so I'm the one that would have to deal hand-to-hand or person-to-person with Hanglow, Harry, and I don't think I want to deal with that. So but let's move along. <laughs> uh, quick point, I did not bring this up yesterday. I know golf is not in everyone's mind right now here in mid-December, but – we got to throw some kudos out to Luke Donald, who recently won the European Men's Money Tour. He also was the United States Money Champion for the year. And yesterday was named the PGA Top Golfer of the Year. This from a guy, Big Dog, who interestingly only won two tournaments. Only won two tournaments, but nevertheless, possibly the first time ever, or certainly a long time, he is the European money winner and the United States money winner, Northwestern's very own. Luke Donald having a hell of a year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, we, uh, you know, obviously if you're good, we accept you. If you're at Northwestern and you're good, you're a Chicagoan at that point, even if you actually are from Scotland and you're not really even part of the United States, but still it. Mm-hmm. Luke Donald had a great year. And it, it, it's been cool because this guy is one of those guys that had a lot of potential, and people talked about how he could be a great golfer and, yeah, next thing you know, he's had the best year. There's no doubt he had the best yeah, year in the golf all. People still don't recognize him because he hasn't won a ton of championships. Here's a stat, and I, I, I still not sure I got this right, but if I if I did read it right, it's amazing. It said he he won two tournaments, but forty percent of the tournaments that he played, he finished in the top three. What? That's what I I, I, I don't know that that's correct, but if it is. I mean that's an unbelievable level. Again, only won two championships, so I mean, you know, maybe he struggles a little bit at the very end. But forty percent of the tournaments in the top three would be amazing. That, that was like how Jimmy Johnson was winning NASCAR. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was he'd be in thirty three races, he'd only win two of them, but he was in the top five of every one of them. You know, that's kind of like that's that's like reminiscent of how Jimmy Johnson won all those years. All right. Cool. Folks. 
Kudos to Luke Donald. Uh, real quick, uh, your Illinois fighting Illini in the college ranks, big dog, the uh, defensive coordinator, Vic Koenig, has said no to head coach Tim Beckman. He will not take the defensive coordinator's position. Uh, continuing, and again, I hope I'm wrong, but continuing to lead into my theory that the Tim Beckman experience might resemble the Rich Rodriguez experience in Michigan. I'm not getting a good feeling. I did not know that that happened. Having Vic Tony come back was extremely important to the Illinois defense. But the one thing I will tell you is when I was watching Illinois football games this year, I was just so irked that the offense would make adjustments. But it would be amazing. The defense would if they would do something wrong for a drive, and the next round they would come out there and they would totally fix it, correct it. Which is, you know, it's good to be a good coach, you know, uh, you know, Sunday through Friday and get your team prepared. But a lot of people forget some of the best coaching you could do is the ability to be like, hey, everything I prepared for the last six days is wrong. I have to throw it out and figure out something new. He was awesome at that coach. The element is going to miss him big time. Yep. So we'll see uh, who takes over the defense. I think the defensive line coach is staying, not much solace. Uh, speaking of Illinois, by the way, we should mention the women's volleyball NCAA Final Four opens up today. you got USC, UCLA, Florida State, and your very own fighting Illini, Big Dog. Uh, USC versus UCLA in one semifinal? I believe it is. Uh, no. No, Illinois takes on USC. Oh, okay, because, yeah, that would, wow, could you imagine? Wouldn't that be cool? Crosstown rivals playing for the semifinals? Uh, yeah, hopefully Illinois can get it done, so. Uh, best of luck to the ladies. <laughs> Give me a sports obscurity test for the big dog. Give me a, the name of an offense in the sport of volleyball or, or an alignment in volleyball. The uh, so 3-3, Coach. <laughs> no, I didn't get it right. You have failed our sports obscurity test. No. The 2-2-2. The two, two, two. No. I believe 6-0, 5-1, or 4-2. And I'm not – the 6-0 might – Go without a designated setter or the 4-2 is, is a, they don't use it too much anymore, but that's where you got like a setter in the back row and a setter in the front row as they rotate around. You use that particular person. I think a 5-1 is no matter where that girl is in the lineup or the guy is in the lineup, when the ball's hit, that person quickly moves to the front middle and becomes the setter. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I'm probably totally incorrect in it, but I am pretty sure those are your alignments, 6 0 5 4 and uh, 4 2. Now, I'm going to tell you something here that's going to blow your mind, and you've always made fun of the fact that I've had different jobs. While I was in college, okay, I, I know you don't believe this. I've already told you that for my sophomore through senior year, I was a tutor and would get paid to tutor the, the football players. I don't believe it. Well, my freshman year, the job that they had to take me out of and never let me do it again, I was uh, the inner out guy along the sidelines for our women's volleyball team. So I was like a referee. That's a tough job. And it just so, ha- it just so happened that Mac Murray had such a uh, a home court advantage because of me that uh, our conference said that I could no longer do the game. <laughs> I was so bad, I wouldn't be paying attention. You know what I mean? There was this one girl on the team I liked. And yep. I, I'd be staring at her next thing you know, like the ball would be obviously out. Yep. And it'd be against Mac Murray, and I'd call it in. And then, like, oh, like well, I, I almost got beat up by a six foot three division three uh, woman volleyball player one day. Okay, uh, I was not happy about it, coach. Distracted a little coach. bit too easily, huh? Yeah, extremely, extremely distracted. Yeah. Coach, I, I, I can't pay attention for three seconds at a time. I'm a man. I hear you. No, though, you're talking about not the referee in the chair. You're talking about the line judge on, yeah, so on, I, on the back line. That's a tough job. Yeah, so I have the back line and yep. then the one sideline. And then there's and then the other corner. I would mm-hmm. have uh, my other guy. His name was Chuck Fairbanks. 
Yeah. And he happens to have Tourette's syndrome. Okay, coach? And I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of the guy whatsoever. Okay. And he would, like, like do jerks and twists, and I'd be like, look at him, and the ball would be, like, right at my feet. And I'd be like, how could you? I'm like, I'm looking at my buddy with the, with the Tourette's syndrome. Okay, so last night at the Christmas party. Oh, boy. So we're having a good time, and so I got, had no problem. I said, you got our, one our, guy our, with Tourette's syndrome and another female volleyball women's stalker, and uh, those are your two line judges, huh? Well, Welcome well, to Mac Murray College, home of women's volleyball at its best. If anybody's been to uh, Zocala, the Mexican restaurant at 358 West Ontario, that's where our, our Christmas party was at last night. Our our, uh, our waiter, our server, excuse me, he had Tourette's syndrome. Okay, and he kept, like, shaking and twitching and stuff. I had a problem with him. We were talking. We were having a good time. And at the end, I was like, hey, could you get this for me? And he's like, oh, I, I, I forgot it. I'll be back in two shakes. Our whole entire <laughs> table busted out laughing. And, okay, it, and there's one of my guys like, that's not funny. And then they're like, oh, that's totally Larry David. And like, so I was like, did he really mean, do you think he was just saying that in order to get a bigger tip so we feel bad for him? And they're like, they go, he, he obviously said it because he was shaking when he said it. Like, and, and I'm not making fun of the guy whatsoever, but it was like a strange situation. Half the people at the table cracked up, and the other half were like, why are you laughing? That's so mean. So it was just <laughs> the, 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 to have a server who has Tourette's syndrome and is yeah. shaking while he says, I'll be back in two shakes. And he, did, and he didn't say it on purpose? With that a was smile just... or anything. He okay. said it totally deadpan. And that's why like, like people like lost it. Almost, someone almost fell down. Uh, Lily the Lilac is with me, and she's like, what's so funny? And then we explained it to her. She's like, I didn't even see it. She's like, I hadn't. <laughs> Didn't even notice the guy was shaking the whole entire time, and then she found it funny at that point. So that's a little different, Coach. You don't normally see that. Where was this party at again, Big Dog? At Zocalas. So if you guys go out to Zocalas, it's one of the finest Mexican places you can go. And I'm not kidding. If you go on a Thursday, all the food is half price after 7 p.m. It's phenomenal. So you go in there and have, like, a meal for, like, with, you know, you bring your girl out there, have a meal, and it only costs you, like, 40 bucks, and have a phenomenal meal. You know, it's, it's phenomenal. How's this film? Z O. C A L A. It's at 358 West Ontario. Zobalas. Zocala. Z O C A. Yeah, Z O C A. Oh, okay. I thought it was Z O B A. I got to mark that down. Longtime fan of the Mexican restaurant. Longtime mm-hmm. fan of the half price as well. Oh, big time. All right, uh, and again, our phone number if you want to check in here, a little sports news and notes, titillating tidbits. Don't forget, Football Friday coming up tomorrow. We'll play Beat the Schmoes. Big Dog fresh off a three in O week, and I think you've had three or four consecutive winning weeks. So you are on a hot streak, my friend. 888-463-6748-888-463-6748. By the way, I don't know if you're aware or not, uh, the excitement level probably at about a 2.5, but there is Thursday night NFL football tonight. Big Dog is the Atlanta Falcon. Take on the newly revived Jacksonville Jaguar. I'm going to assume uh, hopefully you will not be watching. Uh, actually, tonight I will be watching. I've got uh, I've got a lot of stuff done, so I think tonight I'm going to be able to watch some NFL football. And I just want to thank the NFL for making sure I got enough Jacksonville Jaguars on my television <laughs> at national televised games because I don't know what I would do. If yeah. they weren't on Monday Night Football twice, on Sunday Night Football once, and now on <laughs> Thursday Night Football, because there is nothing like Jacksonville Jaguar football coach. <laughs> what, what was the NFL thinking, actually? They put they got two money. Here's what I think. I'm, honestly, this is what I'm, I'm seriously thinking. They were like, okay, anybody will watch Monday Night Football. It doesn't matter what our matchup is. If Jacksonville has two games at home on Monday night, they'll have two sellouts. Those will be the only two sellouts they have all season. I, I, honestly, that's what I think that they're doing, coach. That's why the NFL has had so many Jacksonville Jacks. You notice they're always at, not tonight, they're actually at Atlanta, which I find strange, but they're normally at home when they're nationally held by. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a little odd that they've been on that much. Uh, certainly not a very marquee or a very sexy team. Uh, 
of course, the story there is their brand new coach, the interim coach who won his first game. So we'll see if they can, you know, go two and zero and win for him. Maybe he'll become the full time coach. We still got to find out what that guy's name is. And the other storyline, big dog, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the Chicago Bear fans, which include you, need to be rooting for Jacksonville because the Atlanta Falcon, one of the teams we could be chasing. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if if you if you're still one of those Bear fans like me that you haven't given up on the season yet, you're definitely rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars tonight because uh, the Falcons. I mean, as long as the Bears have the same record as them, mm-hmm. they're above them because they beat them face to face. But the, okay. let's face it, I, the Bears aren't going three and zero the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay, so they they're going to need some help, and they're going to need uh, Oakland to beat Detroit this week, and starting tonight they need Jacksonville to beat Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And the Bears need to take care of business, beat Seattle as well. By the way, I had a NFL vision last night. Now, this was much better than the dream I woke up the night before. My wife looked a little bit like Charlie Weiss, the new Kansas coach, big dog. That has to hurt. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, Can you imagine how many belts you would have to buy? Take it easy. But the vision I had, or who was the one that was really disturbing one from a couple days ago? You said, was he smoking the cigar? Oh, Wayne Fonts. Oh, ex-Detroit oh. coach Wayne. F- I still haven't recovered from that night of sleep, believe me. But uh, this one was more of a vision than a bad dream. Uh, Indianapolis Colts are going to be 0-15 going into the final week. Off a of sick bay, off the deathbed, a la Willis Reed. Out comes Peyton Manning. He will return against the advice of doctors, coaches, and whatever, He's going to come out for game 16. He will lead the Indianapolis Colts to a victory. And if ever a team can go into the offseason on an uphill climb, they will be so at 1-15. and I had the NFL vision of Peyton Manning pulling off a of Willis Reed. Your thought? That would be excellent, Coach, and I've actually hoped that would happen. I, I, I really I really like Peyton Manning, and I know he's the quarterback that, that beat our beloved Bears in the Super Bowl, and you know, and that, that makes it a little bit difficult to like the guy so much. But he's awesome, Coach. I, He's a, like the perfect superstar in sports when you consider how funny he is, how how easy he is to talk to, good guy. I, I really wish nothing but the best for him. So that would be actually really, really cool if he made a, a comeback in game 16 mm-hmm. for the, the Colts and let him do a victory. All right, we'll break it down a little bit more tomorrow, but the Bears uh, taking on Seattle, Seattle Seahawks, a four out of five. They've been inconsistent all year long, but I think they've won four of their last five. They're on a hot streak, so it'll be a tough test for the Bears and uh Suffice it to say, the running defense better be in game because Marshawn Lynch, big dog, would you agree the last four weeks of the season, the last four or five weeks, Marshawn Lynch has been as good as any running back in the entire NFL? He's been absolutely unbelievable. He's getting about 125 yards a game, and it's, it, it's, it's, and he's had runs in it there. It's not like the Denver Broncos offensive line just pummeling people, you know, and everybody gives Tebow credit. I mean, Marshawn Lynch is running over people, around people, through people, breaking tackles. And, and, and quite honestly, Coach, I, it just goes to show that even people with an IQ below 50 can become millionaires because Marshawn Lynch might be the dumbest person on the planet. Yet you are exactly right. <laughs> that wow. dude can just flat out run the football. Have you ever heard uh, Marshawn Lynch talk? I have not. You will feel smarter just by hearing him speak. Like, well, wow. don't, don't confuse... The terminology and the speech pattern with mental intelligence. Oh, Coach, uh, he was on Sports Science with John Brankus. Okay, and no, no, there's, there is. I'm not gonna. I, you're exactly right, but I've seen enough of Marshawn Lynch to realize that. I mean, I have no problem with him being a Chicago Bear because I do know one thing: he's smart enough to get 
stay in bounds when the clock is running and they have a three-point lead in the final two minutes of the game. Touche. So I'm not. I just I'm making fun of Lil Marsh on this, but have you ever heard the whole beast mode thing with him? He talks about how like when he has a great run, he went into beast mode. But if you ever heard him actually speak about it, it's one of the funniest things ever. Because you know, oh dang man, I'm a dumb down there beast mode. Uh, I may have, I may have to YouTube that. By the way, I did YouTube the Jimmy Johnson extends commercial. Uh huh. <laughs> they what did not that? have the full commercial on. Probably thank goodness because I probably would not have watched it. But they did have like the last. Minute and fifteen seconds are part of it, and it, it, it was as good as advertised. Big dog. Yeah, well, isn't it kind of uncomfortable? You're watching. You're like, Very. this guy has won the only coach besides uh, Barry Switzer to win a national championship in a Super Bowl. Yep. And this guy is doing uh, commercials that of penis enlargement stuff. Yep. I do, why? How much money do you need in the world? Seriously, how much? What's even more uncomfortable is when you're watching that YouTube video. All the suggested YouTube videos you can go to on the right hand side. Woo! Oh, I need to see. <laughs> some of the offshoots of that were a little bit nasty, but uh, my goodness. Hey, hey real quick, got to throw some kudos out to, uh, you know, we love Patrick Manley, the long snapper for the Chicago Bears, played in whatever, 160, 200 consecutive games. Guy's unbelievable. Chris Massey, the guy who filled in for him, Big Dog, uh-huh. last week after reviewing the film, three solo tackles and one assist for the long snapper, a record for the Chicago Bears for a long snapper. Three Unassisted tackles and one assist, an amazing performance by your long snapper, Mr. Chris Massey. You know how amazing that is, because if you remember when Patrick Manley went down, I was talking about how I could do that because I could, like, I don't know if I had the the ability anymore to actually tackle somebody in the NFL. Got about 15 seconds. Patrick Manley had one solo tackle in his in his first 13 years of Chicago Bear, don't forget. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You remember when I brought it up that day? Yeah. One solo tackle. That guy had three in one game. Great snapper, not a good tackle. No. All right. Big Doe, we'll talk tomorrow. Phenomenal job coming through in the train station and on the train. That's above and beyond the call of duty, my friend. Uh, Coach, I had to do something, Coach. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Later, everybody. There it is. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Football Friday tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Don't be late. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late. TalkZone.com.